Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 77. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you're well and I hope you came back after last week's slightly crazy episode. I apologise. I'm on form now, she says. Let's see. Anyway, I can't mess up too much because it's an interview and it's already been recorded, so hopefully it should be fine. So this week I am interviewing the super lovely and my very dear friend, Mary Hyatt. So I've known Mary now for a couple of years and I want to explain to you, although I'm a wee bit embarrassed, to tell you how on earth I met Mary and how I started working with her and then how we became good friends. So basically, trying to think of where it started. Okay, sometime back, a few years back, I decided that I'd seen lots of different coaches and I'd started to discover what coaching was about. And I was thinking to myself that maybe this is what I needed because I was one of those people that, well, I know what to do. I know how to launch things and market things. And I know how to put together memberships and courses and all that sort of thing. And I'd done it with loads of clients. And I couldn't work out why I wasn't doing it for myself and what was stopping me. And the thing that was also getting frustrating was sometimes even though I knew what to do, I'd get to my desk and I wouldn't do it or I would not feel motivated to do it. And I just knew that I needed some kind of help, but it wasn't necessarily help in how to do things because I knew that. So I started looking in the coaching and and thinking about it. And I have to say my experience, which I do mention on the interview, but my experience of coaches tended to be uh, more your traditional business coach or sort of business consultant. 
So when I first started my business, I used to do networking. And obviously when I started that, all the coaches and all the consultants that could help you with your business were, well, in all honesty, middle-aged men and people that I didn't feel that I could relate to, very corporate type people. And I just wasn't keen on the idea of someone coaching me like that. So anyway, this one day I'm sat in San Diego, I'm at Social Media Marketing World, and I'm having a bit of a funny, like, not episode, but like, I've talked before about I get overwhelmed at events. Now I had done traffic and conversion and then straight into Social Media Marketing World. And I, it was really early in the morning because I tend to get up quite early and do some work before my day starts. And I'm sat at my computer, it's 4am, and my husband's staying, he's with me and he's sleeping in bed and I've got my headphones in and I'm listening to a podcast while doing a few sort of emails and a few things. And I'm listening to Amy Porterfield. And as you know, and I've talked before, Amy is one of those people that I aspire to be like, you know, she's really a mentor for me where that's the type of life and person and business that I would like for my own. So anyway, I, um, I'm sat there listening to Amy and Amy happens to mention that she's got a coach and she talks about her coach and then she says her coach's name and she says the name Mary Hyatt and also mentions that Mary is Michael Hyatt's daughter. So if you don't know Michael Hyatt, he's a New York bestseller, very successful businessman and Mary's his daughter. And she was saying how, you know, all the Hyatts are amazing and, and you know, it sounds like an advert for them. But Anyway, I was interested as to the fact that she had mentioned Mary and Mary was a coach. So I went online and I had a look at Mary's website and I have to say it spoke so much to my heart. It was like literally everything that I needed was right there in it. And it didn't really talk about, you know, doing business stuff or strategy or whatever. It talked about being more fulfilled or being more in line with the life that you want and the more kind of softer side, if you like, of coaching and personal rather than necessarily straight up business. So anyway, I decided to message Mary and I there was a form on her site that you had to complete and there was a finance, I'm pretty sure there was a, you have to hit this kind of level of finance. And luckily for me, I hit it from a dollar's point of view, but not a pound's. So I was like, well, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> so I filled in the form and I sent it over to the website, whatever. And I'm sat there continuing working and it gets to kind of the morning and I'm getting ready to go to the conference. And Mary emails me back and she says, you know, this is interesting what, you know, uh, sorry, that was it. One of the questions on her form was, what made you do this today? And I said, I'm in San Diego, I should be all pumped and excited. And instead, I'm overwhelmed and I'm lost and a bit kind of, you know, like a rabbit in headlights. So she emailed me saying, you'll never guess what, I'm in San Diego. Now, Mary lives in Nashville, so obviously quite a bit from San Diego. She'd come over to see some clients and she was in San Diego and I was in San Diego, like the weirdest, most uh, serendipitous, is that, that I've said that right, haven't I, um, moment ever. And she said, do you want to meet for lunch and have a chat about it? So anyway, absolutely blown away by the fact that she was in San Diego, met her for lunch. And I guess, as you would say, the rest is history. And I worked with Mary and Mary and I then became really great friends. And we've just spent some time out in Nashville with her, about a week with her. And we just had a scream. It was brilliant. I loved it. But Mary is one of those people that is so smart and has such a good way of dealing with things that I just wanted her on the podcast because I wanted you to hear some of the things she had to say. Um, because quite honestly, 
from my point of view, Mary has changed the way I think about me and my business. And if I can say anything for coaching, honestly, for me, it worked wonders. I'm not going to say it does for everybody, but for me, it was exactly what I needed at the time I needed it. So Mary did an amazing job. So anyway, I've brought her on and she's going to talk a bit about that, but she's also going to talk about launching when you don't have a massive list. Because Mary, at the time of recording this, had just gone through a launch where it was very small and private and personal and authentic. So I wanted Mary to talk about her strategy with that as well, because I know that this is a big thing that lots of my audience talk about, the fact that they haven't got massive lists and how can they launch if they haven't got a massive list and blah, blah, blah. So I wanted us to talk about this because I knew she'd done a good job. So there is so much value packed into this episode. I hope you're going to enjoy it. So I won't take up any more time. Here's Mary. So it gives me the greatest pleasure to welcome my very dear friend, Mary Hyatt, to the podcast. Welcome, Mary. Oh my gosh, this is exciting and super fun. And and a little bit weird because this is the <laughs> first time I've ever interviewed someone face-to-face and we literally are face-to-face. Well, I feel like this is actually going to be awesome because we're just going to have a conversation. Exactly. And we're here in Nashville, which is awesome. So I'm over here. Mary lives here. So this is a perfect opportunity to do a podcast interview and have a chat because I've wanted Mary on the podcast for a long time. So if you haven't heard of Mary, Mary, tell my audience who you are and how you got to do what you're doing now. Yeah. So I am a life and mindset coach. And what I focus on with my clients, I work primarily with female entrepreneurs But what I love helping women do is to begin to find their voice and sort of embark on a self-discovery journey and shift their mindset so that they can design a life that they truly are in love with, where they feel confident, where they love their bodies, where they love their lives and are able to embrace their femininity in their work, in their relationships, and ultimately live from a truly authentic place. Amazing. Yeah. And so before um, before I start my business, I don't think I'd ever really thought about coaching. And also, probably for the first couple of years of the business, I didn't think about coaching at all. And I didn't realize what it could do. And honestly, uh, you've coached me, which yeah. is amazing. And Mary is amazing. Um, and I was telling my husband the other night and he said, have you ever told Mary this? Because I said, Mary's honestly changed my life. And he was like, I think you need to make sure Mary knows that. And you have. And I couldn't have. The thing is, right, if you'd come to me and said, uh, we're going to do coaching, I, I wouldn't have really known how to explain or or talk about what I needed. I, and still almost maybe to this day, I'm not sure I could say, actually, this is what you need coaching for. or This is what mm-hmm. it specifically did. I just know all the stuff we did, all the work we did changed everything not only how I focused on in my business not only how I looked at myself but how I interacted with my husband and my family and and because the thing that I loved working with you about the coaching I liked because I think I'd only ever known more business consultants than necessarily business coaches is that they would have focused on the business bit and actually for me that wasn't the area we needed to work on we needed to work on me and how I felt about myself and how I felt about my business. So yeah, well, and what's interesting is, and this is why I love to be a coach, is that there's that saying, "How you do one thing is mm-hmm. how you do everything." And to me, that goes back to mindset. So your underlying beliefs about your capabilities, who you are, the mm-hmm. rules you operate under, the value system that you are that you uh, 
value. I mean, all of these sort of subconscious belief systems that we adopted from early, early ages, Mm. those kinds of beliefs, the way it's thinking, the perspective, that's what's running the show of our lives. And it shows up in our relationships. It shows up in our business. It shows up Mm. in the way we relate to our bodies, our spirituality, our confidence. And what I found is, you know, you might be great at business, Mm -hmm. but you might feel like a fraud. Yeah. And and so it's like, where else are you feeling like a fraud in your life? And it has nothing to do with how successful you are in one area or another. To me, it's like, do you feel fulfilled? Mm -hmm. Are you experiencing joy? Do you feel fully alive? And if you don't, you're a beautiful candidate for coaching because Mm -hmm. to me, all of those systems, all of those mindsets, the perspectives, the understanding of life can be updated, remodeled, Mm -hmm. shifted, changed until you tweak it enough the way you think when you shift the way you think, it shifts your external world. Yeah. And you can experience more pleasure, more joy, more happiness, whatever that might be. But it requires a new awareness. And as my mom would say, you can't heal your own sick mind with your mm-hmm. own sick mind. Yeah. Like you just can't see your no. own blind spots. No. Which is why coaching is so powerful and so beneficial. And it was so fun working with you because mm-hmm. you were like, you were so open. You were so yeah, yeah. ready to go there. And of course with coaching, you have to be, you know, willing to try on new things and experiment. And you were, you were the perfect student (laughs) and I just love it. Like we had such a great time and now of course we're friends and it was just an amazing experience. It was. And like I said, I think sometimes I would think, Oh no, this is meant to be about the business and how am I driving the business forward? And actually now I look at it, it literally is like, no, everything you did and everything we talked about. And even when, and I remember some sessions were very much about family and because yeah. I'm a stepmom and there's a lot of goings on in my world when it comes to that. And there were lots of challenges. And even talking about that had a big impact on everything else because you could have the best business mind in the world. But if you wake up one day and you don't feel like it or something else, because I think as a business owner, uh, one thing I completely didn't uh, realize or I didn't, think about how it would impact my business is what was happening in my personal life and boy does it impact oh it bleeds into everything yeah I mean you could like you said you could have your best month ever Mm -hmm. and your revenue is up and your sales are up and everything is just amazing and what robs the ability to celebrate that or to experience joy from that or to feel fulfillment from that could be something going on in your personal life Mm -hmm. that is in crisis or is stressful or even the way you think about your body. If you, if you hate your body Mm -hmm. and you don't feel confident and you don't feel like you're enough, it doesn't matter how many accolades you have in your business, you're still going to feel like the loser, you know? I mean, it's like all of that bleeds into every other area of your life. And so Mm -hmm. to me, if you were going to have a thriving life, yeah, you have to address every area and it's so much more than just business. Yeah, totally. There's a couple of things and we actually didn't come on to talk about the coaching so much and we'll get to our, our thing we're talking about, but there's a couple of things I want to bring up because they were so profound mm. and have honestly made a huge difference to me. And they were often, I guess it is the small things that you might say that then some suddenly someone goes, yeah. boom, like that's literally hit my head and made perfect sense. So one of the things you taught me when we talked about was you're exactly where you need to be. And that honestly changed everything because 
I would go through periods like any business where it got busy and got quiet and got busy and got quiet. And in the quiet periods, I would freak out and I'd panic and think, oh my God, this is wrong. What's happening? I need to get more business. I need to make more money. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I remember one of those periods came when we were coaching and, and you said to me, what if this is exactly where it's meant to be? And also personal life, my husband worked away a lot and I was struggling with that. And again, you said the same thing. What if it's meant to be like this? And suddenly you're like, what if it is? And actually, therefore, I don't need to fight it. I don't need to be angry about it. I don't need to worry about it. I just need to ride it. And that has had such a profound effect on me and how I feel about my business because no longer do I feel like I'm panicking and struggling and and sometimes I have to remind myself of that sentence but when things quiet down or when I get something or I don't get something or a shift happens I think I'm exactly where I need to be right now yeah well and nothing is going to last forever I mean I think of our business as seasons you know and Mm -hmm. you have spring and summer and fall and winter and there's periods of your business that are winter, yeah. you know, and, and how necessary that is. And to me, the suffering comes from wishing it were different than it is. Yes. And putting that extended pressure on ourselves of wanting it to be something that it's not mm-hmm. and trying to force it and make it and just strangle the energy of it almost. Yeah. And it's yeah. like when you can kind of accept that things are the way that they are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It just gives you the ability to make decisions that aren't from a place of fear, yeah. that aren't from a place of anxiety. Because a lot of times when we feel, oh my God, you know, I've got to make this money or I've got to make this sale, we end up doing things that we would never do in, yeah. a, in, a, in a place of peace mm-hmm. and feeling abundance, of yeah. feeling like we are exactly where we are. And as a business owner, you always want to be making your decisions from that place, yeah. not a place of fear, not a place of stress, not a place of panic, desperation, mm-hmm. because the the trajectory and the aftermath of those kinds of decisions made out of fear, you're going to be paying for that for a long time. Huge, huge. It's, it's miserable. And so I think that part of that experience for you, it's like slowing down mm-hmm. and being willing to see it from a different angle. Like what yeah. if... This was exactly where I was supposed to be. What yeah. if this is where I need to be to learn specific lessons, to be able to have the space and the time to put some more energy into this project or that mm-hmm. project? If I was really busy, I wouldn't have that energy no. for it. I mean, to me, it's not by accident. And so when you can slow down and accept what is, mm-hmm. you just have greater perspective and more clarity to make the kinds of decisions that in the long run will bring your business to prosperity and abundance where you want it to be ultimately. Absolutely. And I think as well, even if people don't buy into the abundance side, it just makes you feel better. Right. right. What choice do you want? Do you want to freak out and panic and go through horribleness? Or do you want to sit there and think, because you can't change it, whatever it is, it's, it's happening. So, you know, you can just sit there and think, okay, well, I can deal with it a different way. And from a really practical point of view, one of the things that I would have done when things got quiet is I'd have compromised on who my customers were Mm. and I'd have compromised on the work I took on. So I might have taken on a client that I thought, actually, this isn't priced where I want it to be. Or this is this is not exactly the type of work we do, but I'll make an exception because I really totally. need the money. And like you said, I'd have been paying for that for months and years. Yeah. Where and I wouldn't have been happy with that going on. Just at that moment of panic, I'd have thought, oh man, I need a client. Whereas, like you said, if I had thought, no, this is fine, then I would have viewed it the right way. I'd yeah. have thought, do you know what? That isn't my bag. And even though I might need some clients right now, I'm not going to take that on because I know it's coming and that's fine. And I don't need to worry and 
rush to get a client on. So, and all of these are are belief issues. You know, yeah. you were working on the belief, the belief that there's more, yeah. that more is coming. You don't have to act out of desperation. Mm-hmm. That you you have the ability to say no because you'll be able to say yes to the kinds of people that you want. Yeah, and that's going to affect your happiness mm. in your business for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, you did some amazing stuff and. Honestly, if you're sat listening, thinking, I don't have a coach, I don't know about a coach, I've never considered one, then absolutely do go and check out the idea of getting coached. Obviously, go and look at Mary. And the other thing I think is super important is you've got to have that connection. You've got yes. to have, this is someone who you're letting into your world and you've got to be very open and honest. Mm-hmm. And some of those conversations are not easy, are they? No. From, from both points of view, one, taking it and two, telling you, you know, so... Yeah. And, and being able to open up. So for me, whoever you get in to coach you or work with you, you've got to feel completely confident and happy about who you're working with because otherwise it isn't going to work. Yeah, you want to have easy trust. Yeah. You want Because it it's intimate. It's an intimate relationship. Yeah. And so you want to feel like you can instantly trust this person. Mm-hmm. You want to feel that chemistry. Yeah. It's a little bit like, you know, hiring a therapist or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to just, just get anybody. I no. mean, you really want to know you can work for the next several months to several years mm-hmm. with this person and go go into those deep dark places yeah have somebody you can who can hold that space for you mm-hmm. and who's qualified to give you the kind of coaching that you're seeking because there's yeah. all different kinds of coaches yeah. and so it's important to understand what you're really wanting before you head into a coaching relationship because mm-hmm. some coaches are more consultant yeah, bent. more business. Business yeah. consulting. Some people do more mindset. Some people are, you know, more energy kind of coaches. There's all yeah. different kinds. So it's important to sort of look up and go, okay, what am I look really looking for? Yeah. And is this person the right fit for me? Absolutely. And also what was interesting is I have a number of coaches already in my world. So my own sister's a coach. One of my best friends is a coach. Mm. And you know what? I couldn't work with them. Yeah. Like I love them to bits and they're brilliant. And I'm sure they're amazing coaches. Yeah. However, that dynamic does not, for me, didn't work. And I don't think it would work for many people. Yeah. Where, because like your own sister tried to coach you, the resistance yeah, that I would put it. up to that <laughs> would be like, Mm-mm, this is not happening. Nope. So yeah. So definitely do go check that out. But one of the reasons we got Mary on today is because... Mary and I were talking about launching and working in this space that we're in, which sometimes can feel like totally full on. We see, and I'm sure you guys listening, see loads of people launching all the time and they've got big numbers and they're launching in big ways and they're coming up with these amazing things. And it was like, how can we do that if A, I have smaller numbers, B, I want to become more authentic and more myself and how can I make it more personal? Because sometimes... I don't know about you guys, but I know I get a million emails and it gets a little bit, a bit tiresome if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I don't think for one second that these guys who are selling these courses or training or memberships haven't got the best products. You know, I'm absolutely sure of it. They're amazing. However, when I see someone going into launch mode and it starts going crazy, it does get a little bit much. And I just think, and, and also what's interesting is someone really big actually in our world has does launch mode fairly frequently and for a little while no no for quite a while I was in their membership Mm. and they kept trying to launch to me and I was already in their membership like upsell you no just like literally go join the membership and I was in it it. and I was like (laughs) please stop trying to like sell the thing I've got 
back to me. And I just thought, God, what a mistake. And it just felt so unpersonal. Mm. And I am currently about to launch something. And by the time this comes out, I'd have already done it. But I'm conscious that I don't want to come across like that because I genuinely want to work with people who really want to work with me. And so anyway, Mary's just done a launch of her group coaching program and it was a really interesting really nicely personal way of doing it and had great results so that's why I wanted Mary to come and talk about this today so before we get into that sort of talk to me about the fact of the myth of having to have like a massive email list in order to sell and launch anything yeah so I think it's it's an illusion and I think that a lot of people are teaching this, preaching this, you know, more numbers, more is better, more and more and more. The more Instagram followers you have, the more Facebook followers you have, the more people on your email list, you know, get your email list, get your email list, which none of those things are bad things. No. But you see people who are, you know, paying to get fake followers. They want to look like they're important. There's a lot of shady business that's happening behind the scenes that people are trying to look significant. Mm -hmm. And there is a myth that if I have more numbers, I'm going to sell more units and therefore make more money. Mm -hmm. And I would love to disagree with that. Not to say that that can't be true, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's like, let's say you have a, an email list of 7,000 people. Mm -hmm. How many of those 7,000 people are actually opening up your emails? What's your conversion rate? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about your numbers. It matters who opens your emails Mm -hmm. and who actually hands you money. Yeah. And if people aren't handing you money, even though you have these large numbers, then it's useless. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's the point? So to me, I think it is so important to invest in Mm one-to-one. And in order to do this, and I've had to go through this journey myself. I worked with my own coach over this, is I've had to give up my ego. Mm -hmm. Because my ego wants to be able to brag to my fellow friends in the industry, how many people I have on my email list and how many followers I have and how many units I sold or whatever that might be. And I was getting off on the bragging of it. Mm -hmm. My ego really loved that, you know, because it's, it's a measuring, we'd like to say say in the South, it's like a dick measuring contest, right? Absolutely. And it's just appalling at the end of the day, because it's like, who cares? How many lives are you actually impacting? Yeah. And to me, I had to make a real mental shift to start thinking about when I'm selling to somebody, I want to envision that one person. Yeah. And if I can slow down and impact, like I think about you, you know, and our mm-hmm. coaching experience and to know that I have changed your life. Yeah. There's nothing Huge. more satisfying than that. Yeah. Forget if I signed in 300 people into a, a membership site or my course or whatever it might be, yeah. knowing that I can put a face to that impact that mm-hmm. I can think about you. I can think about specifically what it's did to your life. I know what it's done to your life. Yeah. I have a reference point for it because I actually care about you. Mm-hmm. That for me is way rewarding. And so I had to set my ego aside and say, what is the good that I'm actually trying to do here? Yeah. And can I allow it to be enough impacting a smaller amount of people than chasing the numbers? And moving from numbers to faces. Yeah. And I think that, that is so powerful when you can make that shift. Eventually, those faces can become more and more and more faces. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you've taken the time to connect and to slow down. And honestly, in this regard, I think that when you are personally connecting, you can offer higher ticketed items. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead of, you know, trying to meet the masses with a 
$49 product, for example, mm-hmm. like my group coaching is $2,500 mm-hmm. per person. So I don't need that many people in that no. program to account for what I might try to do with a, with a smaller program because I'm intimate. Mm-hmm. I'm slowing down. I'm connecting one-to-one. And we'll talk about the specifics of that. But I think it's a myth that you need to have a lot of people. And I think, like you said, one thing I hear all the time is these huge email lists. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan and advocate of building an email list. Yes. However, look what happened to my example where I'm on someone's email list and they've got me down wrong. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like you don't even know me and I pay you money. So that feeling that gives you, it, it, it's not a great feeling. Whereas, like you said, if you are slowing down a bit or if you are concentrating on the people who are paying you money or the people who are raising their hand and saying, yes, I like your stuff or signing into your stuff or whatever, then you are giving them a much better feeling about you and them and that you care for them. And again, the other thing that's really interesting is, like I said, people want followers, they want numbers, they want these big lists Mm -hmm. and they're not looking after the numbers they've got right now. So one thing that happens, and it's funny because I have an email list of, and I think there's probably, I don't know, 2,000 odd people on there, I think. She's dick Um, measuring now. Yeah. (laughs) How many of you got married? Yeah, I'm not telling you. I promise I'm not because my list is really tight. <laughs> um, but like, so what really is funny though is I email out every Wednesday and I send them an email from me. I don't get a copywriter to write it. I write yeah. it. And the last Wednesday just gone, I literally had about 20 odd responses the minute I emailed mm. out. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I personally, and it might take me a few days by the time, you know, I do other stuff as well, but I personally respond to every single one of them and I have a conversation with them yeah. because for me, that is huge. Someone's yeah. taken time out of their day to respond to an email from me that obviously is an auth- not an automated, but a, a mass email. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I've personally emailed that one person. But because of how I've written and because of what I talk about, they obviously feel that more one-to-one connection. So for yeah. me, it's like, love those people, look after those people, the people who always like your posts, the people who always comment on your posts, the people who are like the first ones to sign up to something. Yeah. They're the ones to be like, honestly loving and praising whether that's five or 50 people just focusing on those yeah. is phenomenal well and I think that there is something to be said for personal invitation yeah. so I want to talk about this because this is a concept that I have been teaching the people that I've been coaching um, and then also now have been implementing myself and so it, this is this works really well for masterminds it works mm-hmm. really well for group coaching smaller groups and more intimate groups. So just like what you said, focusing on those people that are sort of your tribe, the people Mm -hmm. who like, the people who always are commenting, responding to emails, people are private messaging you, you know, you have your little squad, you know, like I, like I did a program a couple years ago and a beta group for my Babe Redefined course, which is all about learning how to make peace with your body. And I had this beta group and it's like, I stay in contact with those women. Yeah. There's about 20 of them. And, you know, every once in a while I check in with them. Mm -hmm. So when I was coming up on this group coaching program, I knew I didn't want to do a public launch Mm -hmm. because I I didn't want to take the time to talk to a lot of people who I knew weren't going to be right for the program. And it was a, it's only eight people in this program, you know, it's $2,500 a person. And I had the opportunity of doing as many of those groups as I want, but the group size will only ever be eight, right? So it's super intimate. And I want to curate those groups because what we're talking about inside of the group is super intimate. I mean, we're diving deep into 
these issues of femininity, finding your voice, yeah. working from a state of flow and not from a state of hustle, um, really getting into some of these issues of finding pleasure and what does it mean to be a woman and try mm-hmm. to trying to be successful. So I knew that I needed to create trust mm-hmm. for people to want to sign up for this program. So for me, I remember my coach always said, a, uh, a sale never happens outside of a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think about what's the conversation that I need to be having with these people. And the more personal I can make those conversations, the better. Yeah. So I went in to personally invite those people in my squad. And mm-hmm. I wrote them on a piece of paper. I wrote their names down. I thought, yeah. who would be the best fit for this program? Mm-hmm. Not who can I sell this program to, but who would benefit the most? Who's ready? And also what's interesting is you didn't say who can afford this program. Right. I know that I I was looking at launching something and I was playing around with numbers and I was thinking, who do I know that could do this? And I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, do you know what? I just, you know, this person's great. This would be great for, I don't think they can afford it. And they were like, that's not up for you to decide. Like, and, and it's so true because actually some things that I would put money behind and there's some things I wouldn't put money behind. Right. And you might look at me and think, oh, well, you wouldn't pay that. But actually on that instance for that thing, I really might pay that. Yeah, it's a value issue ultimately. And I remember a mentor of mine, he said, don't guard people's pocketbooks. Okay. It's not your responsibility to guard and determine whether somebody can or cannot afford anything. Yeah. You have to give people the opportunity to say yes or no. Yeah. And people can be incredibly resourceful. Like you actually don't know their finances. No. Like you might think you do. You might think that they're struggling, but they might have money in savings that they'd want to invest. Mm-hmm. They might pull out some money from this or borrow money. Or you, It's not your responsibility. So you don't have to guard their pocketbook. Yeah. Your only job is to think about who am I going to show up to serve? Yeah. And are they ready? And will they be a good fit for this program? Mm-hmm. And then you can slow down and personally invite them. Yeah. And I did that. And I thought about each of these people before I wrote this email. And I sort of had a general template, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to do a 100% personal email to yeah, them. Yeah, but there's obviously things that you're going to want to mention in every email. Exactly. So, so like I had a little area in my template where I got to personally connect with them about something about their life. Yeah. And I did. I had to go back to old emails. I had to mm-hmm. see, like, what was the last conversation I had with them? And what were we talking about? And mm-hmm. let me go check their social media. What's going on in their life? Yeah. You know, and so that way I could speak from a place of, like, hey, I am really am thinking about you. Mm-hmm. And how's XYZ going? I'd mm-hmm. love an update. I also wanted to tell you about something that I'm creating that's my dream group. And yeah. I couldn't help but think of you. And I have always had a connection with you and I want to personally invite you before I ever take this out to the public. Mm -hmm. I want to give you the opportunity to have a conversation with me about it. And here's what it's going to be about. Would you want to talk about it? Yeah. And my goal is to get them into the next conversation. So that's the first conversation. The next conversation would be a discovery call where we get on the phone for 30 minutes. Again, this is a, it's a little bit more labor intensive, right? Because it's slower numbers, but every single person that I have spoken Mm -hmm. to on the phone has said, yes, I want to do this Amazing. because I took the time to slow down yeah. and connect. So by the time I get on the phone with them, we've exchanged a couple emails. Yeah. I've sent them a video that explains the modules, the master classes of what's yeah. going on. They, they know what they're getting into and they want more. And just to say that's not a polished video. You didn't sit no, there no. and do like a pre-recorded cameras, lights, edited. No, I decided not to, because I thought what I'm teaching is about authenticity. Yeah. 
And I have to practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this is a bigger issue, but I'll mention it. I think we are all so sick and tired oh. of the over-commercialization of what social media is. It's yeah. like we are, we've, we've been able to sniff it out by now yeah. and we know it's fake. Yeah. We know it's curated. We know it's the highlight reel. And I think on a human to human level, we are desperately wanting real connection. Mm-hmm. We are wanting to belong to a community of people that aren't playing the game anymore. Yeah. And you have to play the game to some degree. I mean, I do, you know, it's like I have nice graphics and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I look yeah. professional. But, but also it's, it's honesty about it, isn't it? You yeah. Know, I am very honest in the fact of I want to put nice pictures of me on Instagram. Yeah. I like a nicely curated Instagram and therefore I will tell people that I'm only going to put the best pictures of me because that's how I want it to look. But I'm honest about that. Yeah. Yesterday I put up an Insta story. I was trying to record an Insta story about, oh, about my podcast episode. And I kept messing it up. Like, and the problem is if I mess it up once or twice, boom, I'm done. Like, (laughs) honestly, every time after that, I'm messing it up. And I got to the point where I just thought, I need to get this message across because I want to talk about this podcast episode. And I keep messing it up, but I'm just going to keep going. And I literally was like, this is my fifth attempt because I keep messing this up. (laughs) I started talking and I messed it up again, but I kept recording and went, what I mean is, and I just carried on. And again, I had loads of people respond to that. And be like yes. either the laughy face or like, yay or whatever. People want you to be human. Yeah. Because otherwise you just want to go kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you because know, we like, look at these people uh, online and unfortunately the space that we're in, the the big people in our industry are very good at the slick, aren't they? Like, yeah. And you look at it and you think, oh man, like honestly trying to like, I won't even go on if I haven't got makeup on because that's me and I like to wear makeup. Right. But like. It makes you feel like if my hair's not perfect, if the background's not perfect, if the lighting's not perfect, if I'm not perfect with what I'm saying, and it's not real. It's It's not real. And I think that that's the gift of connecting one-to-one Yeah. because you're getting to connect as you and Mm. you're getting to connect with who they are. And what's brilliant about this, this is something I did the other day. So I did a poll on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I just asked people to vote A, B, C, or D. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, do you want to live more fully alive, feel more feminine, find your voice or stop pretending? Yeah. Okay. So that's, has to do with my brand. And I had about maybe 150 people who answered. Mm-hmm. I privately messaged each single person who ever voted. And I just said, thank you so much for lending your voice to this. I'm curious. Yeah. You know, what would it look like for you to live more fully alive? Or what would it look like for you to stop pretending? Mm-hmm. The amount of responses that I got. Amazing. And then I then I was able to go back and forth with them. And it's like the amount of information that I got. I mean, mm-hmm. I screenshotted every single conversation, put it into an Evernote file that yeah. I'm going to use later for verbiage, for yeah. copy. Yeah. Because I, slowing down and connecting one-on-one and getting to hear the personal voices mm-hmm. of my audience is going to help me craft content that will be so much more valuable yeah. to them. And direct and using their language. Yeah. Um, but it required sure. that I was a real person. Yeah. That I wasn't automated. Mm-hmm. That I came in and that I, you know, it's like I always show people when I mess up or, you know, oftentimes, like when I did my soft pitch to a, a group that I had for a meditation, a 21-day yeah. meditation challenge, I had a baseball cap on. Mm-hmm. I had my hair braided to the side. I think I may have had a little bit of makeup on. But I remember saying, like, hey, y'all, like, 
I'm not doing a webinar. I'm not doing anything flashy. I want to tell you about this program because I'm so passionate about it. Like you and I were sitting in my living room having a conversation and here's what it is. Mm -hmm. I was basically like, I'm not doing the glitz and the glam because I know what I'm created is valuable. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I value our relationship that I don't need to do all the hoopla no because i because i've already created the trust yeah because well one the meditation was amazing um and i know you never intended for the meditation challenge to actually lead into this it just ended up leading into it yeah but what was great is that you had put together all that trust and you had had those conversations and also you've been in my ears for like 21 days yeah so, so hearing that and and like you said people who were signing up to that they knew you they knew your stuff yeah but i love the fact of you reaching out to everybody who personally responded, lots of people will not do that because yeah. because they don't want to put the effort in. And it took effort. You know, we talked about this. I it, have was, to, it, it was significant. And I had to think of it like a job. Yeah. It for You know, okay, I'm going to log on. I'm going to respond to these emails and kind of or respond to these direct messages, kind of like I would anything else, you know, yeah. like just set the time aside and do it. But what I got was amazing. Oh, the value that it'll give you back is huge because like you said, yeah. that language they've used, they've opened up, they've had a conversation. And what's worse than someone reaching out and talking to you if you don't talk back to them? That You've asked them for their input and then you do nothing with it. Right. So the fact that you went back and responded to every single one of them, yeah. and like you said, that's a much more personal conversation because do you know what? If I was going to buy something from someone or I wanted to work with someone and they had a conversation directly with me, that would make a huge difference to my buying decision. Well, okay. So here's what I did next. I want to break it down for yeah. people because I think this is helpful. I'm always it's like, really give helpful. me the cheat sheet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll just follow it. Brilliant. <laughs> so, so I did that little poll. Then I personally messaged everybody. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm thinking, who's the right fit for this program? So I'm sort of weeding out and self-selecting yeah. and sort of going, this person's ready. This person's not ready. But I'm responding to everybody. Yeah. My thing is, first and foremost, in my response, I want to offer value. Mm-hmm. So either that looks like asking them a deeper question, suggesting a book recommendation, yeah. sending them maybe a podcast recommendation, something that would help them in what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Okay, so that's first. Again, it's establishing trust. I'm giving, not taking. Yeah. So number one is the quiz. Number two is personally messaging them. Number three is offering a piece of value. value. Yeah. And then the fourth step for only the people where this makes sense, for the people that I actually would want to get into my program, who would be mm-hmm. a good fit for it, I recorded about, a, you know, for Instagram, it would be four little 15-second videos. So yeah. what is that, 45 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've loved our conversation. And I'm real personal, so I don't say their name because I'm actually going to duplicate this and use yeah. it again and again. Yeah. But it's, again, it's me in my living room with a hat on, yeah. just casual and I'm like yeah. hey girl I've loved going back and forth first and foremost thanks for you know sharing yeah. this with me I said I've been thinking based on what we've been talking about I, th- I think you might be interested in this group coaching program that I'm about to launch it's going to mm-hmm. go public but would it be okay if I if I sent you some information about it? I think it could actually really support you mm-hmm. right now um, and if it's not the right fit I'm not married to it totally fine but let me know yeah so super casual just like yeah. I would just shoot yeah. you a quick message so I had that I sent that to everybody who I thought that that made sense to send it to. So mm-hmm. that was that step. Then I had people go, oh, my God, yes, that'd be great. And I said, like, awesome, shoot me your email. So then the next piece, what I did is in the same outfit, like literally just right after another, I yeah. recorded a video, raw, unedited, yeah. just me on my uh, FaceTime camera on my computer. Yeah. 
that gave a little synopsis of the program. So I said, hey, girl, I'm so glad that you wanted to learn more about Mm -hmm. this. That's also something I do. Hey, girl. Yeah. Because it sounds personal, but I don't have to change the name every time. So I can be really generic. Exactly. But it doesn't feel like that when you're talking to someone. No. And I actually talk like that in real life. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. So it's totally authentic. It's totally authentic. Yeah, yeah. Like I would say that if I was talking to you. Yeah. So um, I said, you know, hey, girl. Thanks for wanting more information about this. I said, here's the deal. I want to share my heart really quick. And it was a five-minute video. Yeah. Here's what it is. I went through the modules really quick. And then I said, you know, let me know if you if you want to hop on a call. We can talk about this more. I don't know if it's the right fit. Mm-hmm. It might not be. But it might be absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. But we don't know until we hop on the phone together. So if you want to do that, let me know, and we'll schedule something. Mm-hmm. So that was that step. I don't even know. Was that five now? <laughs> and so then – they say, oh, my gosh, this is great. I want more information. Then I say, great. Here's my link to my calendar. Yeah. Let's schedule a call. So you can see all these little touch points yeah, yeah, that yeah. feel super personal. Yeah. And, again, I'm not sending these out to mass. I mean, it's probably no. like 10 people. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm getting on that discovery call, and at that point, they're already sold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. And so that's, to me, the step-by-step process of gaining that trust, building that trust, Slowing down to think about who do I want in this program yeah. and really connecting with them. Yeah, I love that. And I love the, the call thing most people would find really scary. But actually, I think once you've had all those touch points with them, you know a bit about them. Yeah. You know they're interested in the program. And at that point, like you said, it's almost just icing on the cake. Well, and here's what's fascinating. When you get on those phone calls, you don't actually talk very much. Mm-hmm. people are so excited to talk to you because they're finally getting you Yeah, that like literally I'll hop on the call. It's like, I'm so glad we're getting to do this today. Mm-hmm. Like I've been looking forward to this call. So I want to, before we get to my program and I'll make sure that I answer any questions that you have, tell me about you. Yeah. I want to know why you think this program might be a good fit and what's showing up in your life right now. Mm-hmm. And then they just start talking. Yeah. Because and they're, they're finally getting heard, yeah. you know, and all we want to do is feel heard and seen and feel yeah. like we belong. Yeah. And you're giving somebody the opportunity to share their voice and they already trust you. Yeah. And so they feel like they're getting to talk to one of their good friends. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. So they just get to talk and then you can go, oh, I love that. Mm. I, that's just so powerful. You don't even have to give any any real feedback. Just I yeah. hear you. And it's like, well, what questions do you have about the program? Do you want me to explain a little bit more about it? You know, and you just kind of go from there. Yeah, but yeah. it's, you know, it's a 30 minute call and it really is sweet. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm listening to all this. And obviously one of the things that I do and uh, have to do as part of my job and not just me personally, but for clients is, is launches. You know, Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of launches and, and I have a launch strategy or one of them. And there are many different ones that you can use for different products or different type of people or different whatever. But what I love about this is there's no email series that you're putting together. There's no webinar. There's no Facebook ads. There's no uh, (laughs) lead magnets. There's no, you know, it's literally, and like you said, it's not that I don't, because obviously that's part of what I do. I totally believe in all that, but sometimes that just isn't appropriate or that's not right. And actually for your product, your, what you're offering, this was totally the right way to go because in all honesty, Anybody listening to this, if you saw a Facebook ad saying, do you want to join a coaching program? What's the chances of you actually ever going, yeah, all right. 
yeah. you know, they're not going to do that because no. it's a very personal thing. When we did individual coaching, but we physically met, it was really bizarre. We ended up both being in San Diego at the point that I found Marion reached out to her. And we met in San Diego, which was awesome because we had a very personal conversation straight up. Then we had another conversation when I got back yeah. to the UK and we'd had several touch points. And that was super important because it was a very personal thing. Yeah. The same with the group program. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can't do to the level that you're doing with an individual if you're right. doing individual coaching. However, you've just stepped down a little exactly. bit, but you've still given them those personal bits. You've still given those conversations. You've still given them a chunk of your time. It's just less. Right. Um, but it's still you, you personally, because like you said, and I think this is the other thing, when we're launching, we just want, well, we make the mistake of just wanting numbers. I just want to fill those spots. Mm-hmm. But what if you filled those spots with eight of the wrong people? Oh, yeah. And I and a lot of people were worried about that. Yeah. You know, the people who were in there like, well, who's going to be in this group? And I said, I am personally curating this group. Yeah. Because I'm going to spend the next six months of my life yeah. with these eight women. I want to make sure that I'm going to enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, selfishly, you know, it's no, like, no, totally. of course. And then it's like, also, will they work well together? Yeah. And that's where you just, I mean, the name of this podcast is going to be just slow down mm-hmm. to connect. Yeah. I mean, really, it's like having personal conversations. That is the name of the game. And when you build that intimate trust, mm-hmm. the sale is almost like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I, I, let me just pay you this money. Yeah. It's, it's, it's totally different. I mean, it's really beautiful. And I think if you have a business that you can make more intimate, it doesn't have to be, you know, the exact model I'm using. Anything that that is you know, maybe not something that's a total online product, but like if you have a VIP option Mm -hmm. for a course, perfect time to do this one-on-one. I mean, you can, you can implement this in different ways Mm -hmm. outside of just a group coaching kind of atmosphere. You can do that for higher ticketed price items. And also what that's going to give you at the end of this program is the best case study because you've taken your time to bring the right people in. Mm -hmm. You've, you've kept the price. That's important because you know, and I, I won't lie, you know, you were, Mary is a very good coach. And when I took her on, I was punching, like, you know, <laughs> do you have that phrase over here? No, like, I was like, I don't know what that means, okay. but I can imagine. So when, like, if you are a really attractive, uh, like if you no, know, you're very unattractive and your partner's really attractive, like lots of people say that I'm punching with Paul, my husband, he's a very good looking guy. I think they're being very rude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as good looking as him, but it's a bit like that. So I knew, and one of the reasons I wanted you as a coach is because I knew that actually you were at the level I needed to get to. So I took a very, not risky strategy, but a very nervous strategy to spend a lot of money more than I've ever spent on myself in order to do this. But because I spent the money... I took it seriously, totally. whereas I wouldn't have done that. The same as if my friend had coached me or if my sister had coached me and said, I won't you charge you. You would have done it, you, you know, half-ass, like. Tot- not even that much, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you're not asking, you're doing it in a way where they're still spending the money, so therefore they're still invested, because that's really important, isn't it? If it people is. don't put something in, whether it's time or money or whatever, then there's nothing in it for them to lose, and, and you need them to put something in exactly. in order for them to go, I'm taking this seriously. So you're taking them seriously. They're taking it seriously because they're paying. You've picked the right people. You're going to have a much better experience 
They're going to have better outcomes. And at the end of it, you're going to have a program that is just like slayed it and is amazing, which you're then going to be able to replicate because you took the time this time rather than thinking I'm going to get rich quick and I'm going to put 50 people in that group and then it'd be an absolute Uh, nightmare and not work and people wouldn't get heard. You've taken it slowly. and And sometimes that's really frustrating and people don't want to do that. But when you look back at the people who've really succeeded, they're the ones who are willing to do those things at the beginning and not just chase the kind of money and not just chase the, okay, I want the big launch and I want to be able to say I launched and I got 20,000 people and they all paid this much money. And, you know, because when we hear those people talk about these big things and and obviously uh, I've talked about James Wedmore on here before and he's done big launches and made a huge huge amount of money Mm -hmm. but you know what that is now like his sixth launch of the same thing and he's done the same product and he started small and he got bigger and bigger and bigger so I think the problem is we all look at that big launch thinking that's what we need and we should be there right now no 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 no. we we need to go back you can start where you are with the amount of followers that you have with the small numbers that you have and make a lot of impact Mm. I mean even if you have a hundred people on your list or a hundred people following you on, on Instagram or Facebook, that's a hundred people. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people. And what yeah. if those hundred were devoted fans? Yeah. That's way better than having, you know, 10% sure. of whatever it might be. It's like, what if you slow down to connect with those hundred Yeah. and they followed you wherever you went and they mm. told their friends and their friends told their friends and it grew yeah. and grew, but from a real authentic place of, that personal kind of connection that will set you apart mm. like you could not even imagine. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, it's about putting the work in and caring. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just sat here thinking about my audience and my Instagram. And I know, I know if I look, there are going to be the same people who watch my stories. There's the same people who like my photos. And some of them I'll be interacting with, but actually I need to go and almost like you said, write their names mm-hmm. down and be like, what am I doing back to them? Yeah. How am I connecting with them? What am I asking from them? What am I yeah. like, what am I trying to help them with in order to then have that conversation? Because at the moment, although if someone comes to me, we're having a conversation, how proactive am I being going forward and, and reaching out to those people who are being kind and liking all my stuff. So I That's love this. That's a good Mary. strategy. I love this. I like Mary. it. I love it. Mary, thank you so much for coming on. I love talking about this stuff and I love the personal connection because I don't like the thought of coming across like I'm just trying to sell stuff to people and 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 it's not like I really want to do something that is of real value to them, which I totally do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to appear like that person who's emailing me saying, join my membership when I'm already part of the membership. It's <laughs> a little bit annoying and not very, doesn't feel very authentic. So, yeah. so I really appreciate you coming on today. Obviously I'm going to link up to everything to do with Mary and she's got loads of amazing things that she does. She really is the most wonderful human being. So do please go check her out. Do go follow her Instagram because she does. She's just got this eye for beautiful things as well. So do go check her out. She's amazing. Thank you so much, Mary. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'll be on here anytime. This is so great. Yay. Thank you. We'll have to go out to Nashville every time though. Right. Yeah, just fly out here. We'll do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just every interview. No big deal. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. What did you think? I just love that. I had such fun. Honestly, I love Mary to bits. She's so, so fab. Do please go check out all her things. I've linked up in the show notes. So 
everything to do with Mary's over there, I thought she gave some great advice, not only around the coaching side, and like I said, I'd be really interested to hear your opinion on coaching, but also around doing that launch with those small numbers and loving those people. And I have to say, with my launch for the Academy, I went a bit old school on some of the stuff I did. I reached out personally, and yes, it took ages because obviously I was going through lists of people and I was DMing them and I was thinking, okay, who have I spoken to in the past that you know, maybe wasn't the right time or they couldn't afford what I was offering at the time or whatever. And I went back out to those people and it paid dividends. It really, really did. So I really enjoyed this episode and I think there's some great things that we can take from there no matter how big your audience is or your email list is. So like I said, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I will be back next week with another solo episode. I'm really focusing on the more teaching stuff on my solo episodes. I want you to get tons of value from it. So I will see you next week. Until then, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 